Alright, hey, it's the Good Advice Show, and you're tuning in to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us today. My name is Blake. I'm the host of the show. Let me get my microphone set up here. I hit record before I was totally ready. Uh, yeah, I'm the host of this humble little podcast, and wherever you are, whatever you're doing, my goal today would be that you would walk away with some new insights about your business, whether that is you as a seasoned business owner or as a entrepreneur, someone who's one day hoping and dreaming about starting a business, or maybe you're somewhere in the middle, you're just starting out and you're tuning into the podcast because you're hoping, hey, this might give you a little bit of an insight that'll hope, that will hopefully help you out. Uh, tomorrow, the day after, and so on and so forth. All that to say, uh, it's a nice rainy Friday for me, and I just had to jump on the podcast, had a couple of great conversations with people today. And before we dive into any of those conversations, we're going to be getting into the show, getting into some good advice for you. But before we do that, you know how this thing rolls. We got a quick word from one of the sponsors of the podcast, uh, an amazing business that can help you with your business. Stay tuned. We'll be right back shortly. You know that feeling at 10 o'clock at night when you finished a long day of work? and you're trying to figure out all the financials of your business, well, the good news is you don't have to be an expert in this space. You gotta just know who is the expert to call. That person is Steve Lay with Equity Business Solutions, and he does business bookkeeping services better than anyone else I know. By not only helping you manage your books, he can also be the expert to help you understand your books. On top of that, he also handles payroll for businesses and really takes the worry and stress of managing all of these things so that you can focus on running your business well. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting time trying to understand all these elements of your business. Call Steve Lay at Equity Business Solutions and he'll show you the value beyond the numbers. Go to EquityBusinessSolutionsLLC.com to find out more. So I've been having some conversations with people and which really isn't that insightful to say. I mean, I'm just like you, I'm constantly talking with people and having conversations on business and something that has been sort of a consistent theme. And if you've been following my social media, you've likely been seeing this yourself, a consistent theme that it just makes for great content. It's the repeated sales fails that I come across when it comes to uh, how I run my business. And ultimately, it, you probably know this yourself, you know, my inbox at any given time is full of cold pitch DMs. There's all sorts of messages coming in, emails that are coming in. Uh, I joked with a friend last week, I was on a call with someone and I got distracted and he was like, hey, you, are you good? And I was like, hey, sorry, I glanced at my email and I realized I had three emails from somebody who basically this person had emailed me at, uh, I was on a call, it was like maybe eight o'clock at night. This person emailed me at six o'clock saying, uh, Blake would love to have you be part of this amazing program. It would be perfect for you. Which by the way, this is one of the most obnoxious things you can say to someone in a sales pitch. This could be perfect for you because here's why. It implies that you know what's perfect for me. And that's not to be standoffish. That's not to be snooty. It's not to be like, you know, how would you know? But it's it's 
already it is so immediately fake. And I think that's going to be the the general theme of today's podcast. It is how people have their sales fails, how people fail in sales because of some very simple mistakes. And honestly, my friend Brian Sexton has talked about it a lot about how people buy from people, how um, you've probably heard yourself, uh, the old marketing adage of people have to know you, like you, and trust you to buy from you. That doesn't mean you need to become best friends or uh, even stalk your customers, but there has to be a likability aspect there. And I think one of the issues that people have in sales is not understanding that building Building these things take time. Building trust takes time. And most people aren't patient enough for that. The reason they're not patient enough for it is because they want to get theirs. They want to get paid. They want to make money. And they're willing to be as disingenuous as possible to make that sale, even if it might even be at your own expense, not a literal expense. I mean, yes, a literal expense, but you know, getting you to pay for something, but also a service that may not actually be very good for you. They may press that on you in order to try to make that sale. So as you know, building trust takes time. Learning if someone's a good fit for you, if their service is right for you, can take time. And most people aren't willing to put in that time. So you get this email, you get this message. Someone says, hey, I think this would be perfect for you. It's the first time they've ever spoken to you. And I think about how awkward this is. Like if I was in the in the lobby of a restaurant, if I was waiting to be seated at my table and I walked up to someone I had never spoken to before, maybe someone who's never seen me before, and I said, hey, you're really going to love the number three. You got to get the number three. They're going to look at me like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> They're going to be like, uh, do do we know each other? Like, how, how would you even know my tastes? How would you know what I like? How would you know if, if this is something I would even want? Not, And I'm not even talking about even so much as like uh, preference and flavors and all these things. Let's say someone's like lactose intolerant and, you know, you say, hey, you're going to love the chocolate milkshake on the dessert menu. You, you're going to get that. I already know. And this is where it gets really annoying is when salespeople get so pushy and strong army. Like, you know, I'm not going to take no for an answer. You need the chocolate milkshake. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's, you know, whatever, I don't know anything about chocolate, so I can't give you a good analogy for it. But if the person's like, no, I don't want it because I'm now let's be real, by the way, though, I have, a, and I don't mean to broad brush here, but a friend of mine is lactose intolerant. And there are definitely some desserts where he's like, okay, we're just, we're just agreeing to be in pain later. Like we're, this is, this is the price we're paying to indulge in this tasty, delicious treat. So maybe this is a bad analogy. I don't know. But point being, if someone walked up to you and they told you, you would love the number three, you got to get the number three, and you've never spoken to them before, you would literally think they're crazy. And if they pressed you on it, you would think that they're a stalker. You would think that they're a weirdo. You'd be like, let like leave me alone. I don't even know you. But think about the difference here if it's a best friend, if it's someone who you at least have built the most general relationship with. Like if I'm having coffee with someone and we've been chatting for 20 to 30 minutes 
and a, a restaurant we both like comes up in conversation and they're like, Hey, have you had the number three yet? Oh no, I haven't actually. Oh my gosh, you got to try it. It's so good. Like even, even if not, I don't know them that well, the 30 minutes of conversation already sets them apart from the, the random stranger who makes a recommendation for me. So this is a big problem in sales is that people aren't willing to have this conversation. They want to go straight to the sale. And if I can't sell you immediately, you're not worth my time. Anyway, getting back to the story. That's, that's my long uh, rant, by the way, before I get back to my original point. So I get this email at six o'clock. Hey, Blake, I think you need to come to this, this program. I think you need to be part of this program. I think it'd be perfect for you. I've never spoken to this person before. Never heard from this person before. Um, huge pet peeve of mine. I end up on this email list that I never signed up for. Nothing new there. Well, I get this email. This would be perfect for you. I ignore it. I get an email at seven o'clock. One hour later that says, Blake, this program, we have a webinar that's starting here in the next half hour. You don't want to miss it. It's gonna be explaining the whole program in detail. You get it, yada, yada, yada. Well, I didn't see that email either. And by the way, even if I had, I'm I'm not gonna go to it, right? Well, I'm on the phone with a friend of mine and I see this email pop up at eight o'clock, another hour later, that says, Blake, so sorry we missed you. Sad face emoji. <laughs> And this one I actually did open. I was like, because the other ones were just the title. This one I actually did open. I looked at it and the person was like, Blake, I'm so bummed you couldn't have made it. I really want to make sure you know about this incredible opportunity for you. Click the link here to find out more about this offer. Which I'm assuming was a link to like an offer page, like a sales funnel page, what have you. I didn't click it because I didn't want I didn't want them to know I clicked it, even though they know I opened the email, because I didn't want them to harass me anymore. But I thought about how, how nuts this is. I've never spoken to this person. They, they emailed me at six o'clock, seven o'clock and eight o'clock saying, this would be perfect. Please come asking for a commitment and then expressing disappointment that I didn't commit and giving me an opportunity to buy. This is such a normal practice in the sales world. And yet it is shocking to me that that is the case. It is so strange that this has become a normal thing. And it really brings me to kind of the point of the conversation today in that I've been chatting with some people lately, starting to a guy this morning that made me think about this. When you choose to do business the right way, and I, I want to think about how I want to express this. There is a way that you're going to opt to do things in your business and they will not be immediately profitable for your business. But if you do business the right way, it will dictate long-term the success of your business or its failure. And it's really not even so much, I'm not even so much talking about like integrity, although I think this is, this is subsequently, this is also related to that. Um, you know, if you steal from people, I, I think it will say a lot about your business long-term. I think integrity is part of it. I can't remember if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I actually taught a class at the U of A as an adjunct professor. Um, and it was basically, you could think of it as it was like an ethics class. And we were talking about doing the right thing. And someone was like, well, you know, you do the right thing because that's because it pays off, which I, I think is in general, long-term true. Short-term, it's not always true. Short-term you lose out on the sale because you were honest. You know, that customer 
prospective customer says, hey, could you do this for me? And you don't want to lose the sale. You really need the cash. And so you say, yeah, I can do that for you. And so you take advantage of someone else's funds for a project you should have never taken on because you were desperate instead of living in the moment of, you know what, this hurts my pocketbook to not have this sale, but to do right by this customer, I'm gonna tell them, you know what, I'm really not the person for that. I'm not the guy for that. I can't solve that problem for you. And I can help you figure out who can, but I'm not the right answer for you. I've been thinking a lot about this in terms of these sales messages that come in and the way we tend to operate in business, the choices we choose to make, the perspective we have on our customers. And I mentioned this in our my last podcast too about how the people who are successful in business ultimately care more about solving customer problems than they do building their own clout, ego, you know, whatever it is. And that's not to say you can't have both. You can't, I'm not saying you can't have a successful business that is profitable and serve customers. But I think there is a difference between altruism and selfishness and that these things, whichever one you lean to, will dictate where your brand goes. So I'm not even sure really what my in game of this conversation is. I mean, is it, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of figuring out as I say it, I mean, is it, hey, do the right thing? Um, is it just like be a good person? person? Is it be a good business owner? And I think those things are partly true. I think even beyond that, though, it's it's that old adage you've probably heard, like how you do one thing dictates how you do everything, which it's funny that I'm now saying that because I have always disliked that saying because I don't feel like it's true. I don't feel like it's like, yeah, I, 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 I operate differently in some elements of my life because I have to wear different hats. Some things require different elements of me. Uh, some things very plainly require different efforts from me. Uh, for example, PowerPoint does not come naturally to me. And so I have to, the way I operate in developing it is over a long period of time. Um, I work on the PowerPoint slide. I have to physically leave it and come back to it the next day to like let the creative juices, you know, marinate a little bit more. But when it comes to like speaking in front of a crowd, this is something that I feel very comfortable with. Uh, I don't have the same level of um, intensity when it comes to the length of time it takes me to prepare. You know, and when it comes to speaking in front of people, this is something I can prepare uh, typically in a day or even in, in a half day in an afternoon. Uh, whereas, you know, PowerPoint, it's going to, I need to start working on PowerPoint about a week in advance. So how I operate in one thing is not how I operate with everything. And now that I've said that, let me now go back on my criticism of that statement. And I, I think it is partly true though. I think how you choose to operate in the little things definitely dictates your overall ideology for how you approach business. And it is part of the ethics conversation. It is part of the morality. Morality is not the right word. The integrity conversation on, you know, do I, am I willing to be as honest as possible with this customer and straightforward with this customer 
even if it means losing the customer or it not being as profitable as it could be. And I think if you choose to do business the right way, I, I think I think you do win out long-term overall. I do think it comes back around. But even if it doesn't, you still do it because it's the right thing to do. You still go about business the right way because it's simply the right way to go about business. Because some things, they don't come back around. I remember that I um, had some fees that I didn't realize that Arkansas compared to Texas had uh, the personal income tax or the, I think that's right. And so I didn't pay the Arkansas taxes was over a decade ago. Uh, I got reached out to by an IRS person who was like, well, Hey, if you know, I realize you made this mistake. Um, just let me know some confirmation that you were working still in Houston and we'll get this all taken care of, you know, wiped off your record, whatever wiped off record, which makes it sound like I broke the law, but you know, get it all taken care of. And I could have lied. I could have been like, no, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I was still working in Houston, but I wasn't. And so I said, okay, um, nope, I, I wasn't working in Houston. I made a mistake. Um, I do in fact owe this money and it was, it, it wasn't a doing the right thing pays off situation. Actually, this one was, it actually did pay off a bit. Um, but I was honest knowing that it was going to cost me a few years worth of not just the principal amount, but also interest and then fines or fees on top of that. All of these things that I've made this a very painful mistake, but I was honest because it was the right thing to do. The same thing's true with my wife and myself when we report cash for our taxes. There have been plenty of times, every, in fact, it's every year where I'm doing taxes, my wife gets a lot of her income is through cash, and I honestly put in the cash value, and you know, I see the tax number change, right? You know, because it shows you there right there. And I think, man, I could just totally lie. I could lie and say she earned no cash and they would have no idea. But we put it on there because it's honest. It's the right thing to do. And yet it doesn't pain. It doesn't work out in my benefit to be honest because I have to pay more or I, I don't get as much of a return or whatever. But you do it because it's the right thing to do. So even in your business, you're not doing right by your customers because it's going to make you wealthy. You're doing right by your customers because that's the right thing to do. That's simply all there is to it. And I think that's today's advice. I, I think, you know, wherever you are in your business, especially if you're seeing other people maybe even deliberately lie and cheat their way into success. But more importantly, if you're seeing people be a little rougher around the edges, cutting corners, doing things that you think, Ooh, I don't know if that's right. I don't know if I should do that. And maybe you're seeing it become so common that you're thinking, well, maybe, maybe what's the big deal? I've actually, and you know, it's funny. I've actually had people tell me, uh, we were talking about like lying, you know, think about like lying on social media in terms of like success you're facing. And, um, I remember reading, I was talking to somebody and they were like, you know, what's the big deal? Like, why does it matter? Who cares? You know, what's the big deal? <laughs> I think that's, 
that is a that's been the case for decades is people who you know it's like what's the big deal and i think the big deal is you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do even when it hurts and i do think long term your business will be successful because it's not a zero-sum game overall as you continue to do good work and do honest work and do right work people will begin to develop an understanding of the way you do business. And when someone really needs your help and that lucrative customer, that customer who's really, who's, who's value, incredibly valuable for your bottom line, and that customer who has the means and resource to see the value of what you offer, that customer will call you because they know that you do business the right way. That's the long game of it. And it's a game that frankly, many people aren't willing to play, which is why they're willing to um, go about it the way they do. So have an appetite for the long game. Have an appetite for doing things the right way. And as a friend of mine always told a story about the man in the glass, um, when you look in the mirror at night, you'll sleep good. You'll sleep better. It's cliche, but I think it's true. These are, these are cliches that we talk about, but ultimately they're important because looking yourself in the mirror, looking at your kids, if you have them being proud of what you do, this is important stuff. So, Hey, that's today's advice. I hope that's encouraging for you. You know, I hope that, that if you're at a crossroads of doing the right thing or the wrong thing or the really wrong thing, I, I hope that tips you in the right direction. And, you know, hey, if you've made a mistake in your business, um, you know, this isn't like <laughs> this isn't like an altar call. You know, I'm not your priest, but uh, just know that, I mean, I've made mistakes, too. Um, I mean, I haven't broken the law. So if you've done that, you know, you're in a little bit worse shape, I guess. But um, there's definitely things, decisions I've made where I thought, man, I wish I, w I wish I had gone about that differently. Uh, man, I really I made a mistake there. Oh, you know what? That was more self-serving than it was. Um, as giving as I wanted it to be. You know, this is also the journey of growth. This is also the journey of um, self-development, and which is, you know, probably a whole nother conversation entirely. I mean, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner has developed me more than literally anything else I've done in my life. Um, so, you know, just know that if you've made mistakes, um, it's okay, uh, as long as you're willing to grow from it. So. Hey, that's today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I hope you have an amazing weekend, week, day, you know, whatever, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, listen to this podcast. And hey, if it's, if it's your first time checking out the podcast, what the heck are you waiting on? Click the subscribe button, click the follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you are and more importantly, wherever you are in your business. And also, if you want to support the podcast, if you're thinking, Blake, hey, I like this podcast. How can I How can I help? How can I promote the podcast? Um, well, I mean, you can tell people about it, but also I do have a Patreon where just for five bucks a month, you can support the podcast. It's at patreon.com slash good advice. And lastly, if you're a business owner and you like the style of the podcast, you want more people to find out about your amazing business, you want to get your business advertised on the podcast, I would love to talk about you and your business. Shoot me an email, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Hey, that's today's good advice. I'll catch you later. See ya.